and good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in good old San Antonio. We are grateful that you decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. And joining me is my wonderful co-host for the program, Miss Trish Lujan. How are you doing today, Miss Trish? I'm doing great, Sean. Even on this rainy weather, it is still a blessing to be here. Amen. <laughs> on this program, we try bringing you a variety of informative discussions highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. On today's program, we'll be speaking with Deacon Mike Gendrish of St. Mary Catholic Church in Stockdale. You know, it's always a pleasure to visit with uh, Deacon Mike. He's such a wonderful and humble individual um, and uh, just a great guy to talk to. So I'm excited to, to bring him on and, and, and have this program and talk to him about, you know, uh, Advent, yes. talk about Christmas, talk about him, although that's something that he doesn't like to do a whole mm-hmm. lot of. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be awesome indeed. So before we get that conversation going, uh, let's go ahead and get today's program started the way that we should do all things, and that is in prayer. So as we pray, uh, please ask that the Lord uh, would make his will known to you uh, and pray for that grace to accomplish his will in loving obedience. So please join me in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear God, may everything we do begin with your inspiration, continue with your help and reach perfection under your guidance. With your loving care, lead all of us in our daily actions. Help us to persevere in love and sincerity. Bless us with an abundance of courage in proclaiming your holy name and the teachings of your church. Grant us the grace to do your will in loving obedience. Heavenly Father, keep us under your constant protection and draw us, our families, and all our loved ones ever closer to you. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. St. Joseph, chaste guardian of the virgin. Pray Pray for for us. Mary, cause of our joy. Pray for, Pray for us. us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yes. Uh, so just to get everyone uh, caught up on some things that uh, you know took place last week, uh, we were blessed to have hosted the, you know, uh, the the volunteer yes. uh, Christmas uh, volunteer appreciation Christmas party. Um, you know, we didn't do one last year. Unfortunately, so uh, we we wanted to to make sure that we got that done this year. We had a an office uh, full of people, and uh, to everyone out there who's been so generous in giving of your time and your talents uh, in service of the the GRN, especially right here in the the Guadalupe Radio Network South and Central, uh, you know, Texas office. Uh, we are grateful. Uh, it was wonderful, you know, v- you know, visiting with people who uh, helped out with the Fishers of Men event, you know, back in the spring. Uh, the many volunteers that we have come here uh, to help, uh, you know, to, to answer calls, to do things, um, you know, here around the office. Um, and of course, 
you know, for our share uh, So again, uh, you know, that invitation, uh, you know, went out to, to the emails and uh, we probably had, you know, 30, almost 40 people, uh, you know, here in the office. And, you Yay, know, what a good time amazing. to just, yes, yes. It, it really is, um, you know, to, to just kind of kick back for a minute and mm-hmm. uh, give thanks, um, you know, not just to this, you know, wonderful Catholic radio apostolate that we have here in, in San Antonio for the, you know, South and Central Texas listening area, but uh, to thank, you know, to for us to give thanks uh, for the many volunteers, uh, as I said, uh, that give so much of their time and their talents uh, to help us in our mission, because it really is, um, it, it really is, you know, so impactful uh, for for folks to come in and 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 make time to spend with us, uh, whether it is to to help people, um, you know process pledges during the share Well, whether or not it's, it's to come in and to help, you know, make those calls or do things around the office. Cause, um, you know, maybe you, you don't know, maybe those of you tuning in don't know, but there's only three of us in, in this office. Um, and one of those happens to be the VP of the GRN. And so he's not going to be doing tasks that I, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, uh, you know, all your, all your time, all your talents, uh, and your treasures, uh, you know, they, they go a long way and we are absolutely grateful, especially, uh, as we prepare, uh, you know, to, to celebrate the uh, the birth of our Lord uh, yes. just next week already, uh, I just wanted to to do that, uh, and we wanted to do that, you know, for for all those that uh, you know give so graciously uh, to us uh, over the weekend. My wife and I were out in Houston. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, super cool. You know, I uh, got to participate in some of the traditions that um, that her family has. Uh, you know, part of that is uh, partaking in the uh, good old-fashioned tamale eating. Oh, <laughs> did you bring yeah. some back for us? I did no, not. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, but I mean, my wife's family is a pretty large uh, family. So, uh, you know, there was you know there was plenty of, uh, of tamales there. I'm, I don't know yet if I'm quite tamaled out yet. Is oh, it really? too soon? to be tamaled out? No, no. never. <laughs> no. You know why they give me tamales at Christmas, right? No, they always that? tell me just so that I have something to unwrap. <laughs> I love it. So that was a good time. I uh, had a beautiful mass, uh, you know, there at St. Helen Parish, uh, St. Helen Catholic Church there in uh, Pearland. Uh, I always get a kick out of it because my parish and my wife's yeah. parish here in uh, San Antonio is St. Helena Catholic Church. So over there, uh, when we're spending time with uh, you know my, my mother and father-in-law, we do a mass out there in Pearland at St. Helen, uh, you know, Catholic Church. Nice. And, uh, you know, Father Jim out there is beautiful priest, you know, holy priest. I mean, just uh, wonderful uh, to, to be out there. So what, what about you? You know, it's enough about me, Trish. What's going on with you in the, <laughs> it's all the last about week? Sean, yeah, folks. We missed you last week. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, we had planned to take the girls to their Christmas caroling in an elderly home. And they were really looking ah. forward to that. Um, but you know what? Our allergies are back. And yes, yes, we're still, we're still trying to get through it. And and luckily we, we have what we need, you know, in place as far as like, you know, the medication Mm -hmm. that I need to take in order for that. But yeah, so we're still dealing with that. So we didn't get a chance to do that either. We just rested, but you know, it's Advent and that's really, you know, we're, we're taking this time to uh, just step back. It's so hard. And my husband and I were talking about it, you know, Sean, it's like, it's so hard because everywhere you go, it's Christmas time yeah. everywhere. And we're trying to help the girls understand that right now we're still waiting. We don't right. even have any decorations out. Like, yeah. you know, we're still trying to figure out how to live in the secular world of, you know, uh, how do we, you know, you know, just trying to figure things out in terms mm-hmm. of 
helping them understand that it, we're still waiting. I said, Mother Mary's still pregnant. You know yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put yeah, it. So I said, yeah. You know, and so they're like, oh, yes. Yeah, so we have these. So we just decided, you know, we're going to step back. Uh-huh. Pray more. We do our, you know, our Jesse tree and all sure. that. And we're just, we're, we would love to take part in everything that's going on because nothing happens after Christmas, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. People start putting their, their trees out yeah. the, the, the day after Christmas. And I'm like, we're just putting ours up. You know, <laughs> you know it's interesting you say that because, you know, I, I, I've said this um, on more than one a, a, occasion and, mm-hmm. and I talk about how, uh, the secular world, you know, even, I mean, for, for most of us, uh, even, uh, myself included in, up until probably, you know, uh, recently, uh, but it's almost like we always treat Christmas as the, 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 the destination, right? right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's like the final destination. That's, that's where it stops, but it's where it begins, right. you, you know? And like you said, I yes. love how you say that, you know, uh, you know, our blessed mother, is still pregnant, yes, you know? Yeah, yes. I mean, we're still, yeah, she, we, we haven't got to right. uh, the nativity yet. You know, we're still going through, uh, this, this period of, of, um, of anticipation yes. and, and preparation. Uh, and it is beautiful that, that you say that. Uh, and speaking of, you know, Advent and, and preparation, you know, I was talking to Deacon Mike just a, a little bit ago prior mm-hmm. to, to going live here, uh, about the, you know, the, the old antiphons and what a treasure it is, uh, you know, of the church. These are, you know, sacred prayers, um, that the Roman church has been singing, uh, the old antiphons since at least the eighth century. Uh, they are the antiphons that accompany the Magnificat Canticle of Evening Prayer from December 17th through the 23rd. Uh, they are a magnificent theology that uses ancient biblical imagery drawn from the messianic uh, you know hopes of the old testament to proclaim the coming of christ uh, as the fulfillment not only of old testament hopes but present ones as well uh, and their repeated use of the imperative come mm-hmm. right embodies the longing mm-hmm. of all uh for the divine messiah um so december 17th is when this kicked off uh that was the o wisdom of our god most high guiding creation with power and love come to teach us the path of knowledge uh and then december 18th so uh just yesterday uh, we had O leader of the house of Israel, giver of the law to Moses on Sinai, come to rescue us with your mighty power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then today's O Antiphon, O root of Jesse's stem, sign of God's love for all his people, come to save us without delay. I, I really am, am enjoying and uh and and really loving uh the the comp part, right? right. Yeah, because you know we're we're begging, mm-hmm. we're pleading, Lord, come. You know, uh, and it's a it's a beautiful thing. Your thoughts on that, Trish? Yeah, you know, as you were just reading that, and we were just discussing it, I was thinking how Advent and uh, you know Lent have some very strong similarities. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's kind of like uh, not putting up our Christmas decorations in our home, at least. You know, is kind of synonymical as uh, when we cover all of our statues yeah. during Lent, yeah. you know, and, and it, it's such a huge, um, you know, I don't even know how to explain it when we actually take off the, the, the coverings yeah. of our statues at home and the crucifix. It's like, Oh, there you are, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like that for us when the, when the tree is up 
mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve and we light it, the kids get so excited. And then, yeah. and it's a real like, you know, like, oh, I haven't had this and now it is Christmas. Right. And for us, it's a season, right? right. <laughs> it is, it's not just a day, but it's a season. So yes. That's great, Trish. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I wanted to add to that, you know, with the whole, um, you know, trying to be a little more intentional yeah. in our uh, living out Advent, right? So you, here you have this this period, the season of anticipation. Uh, I have to be more intentional now. This is actually the first year um, where I have not, or I have tried not to wish somebody Merry Christmas, right? Oh, I have been free. very yes. much intentional about, you know, saying, hey, happy Advent, you know, mm-hmm. happy Advent. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone, uh, you know, responds back, hey, Merry Christmas, I'm not going right. to not, not say it, right, right. you know, uh, but Same here. <laughs> I, I think, it, you know, uh, again, just being intentional about really understanding what this season really is for us mm-hmm. uh, and preparing uh, to receive Christ. Like you're saying, you know, just, just wait, just wait, just hold off, yes. uh, you know, and then bam, yes. you know, they're, uh, you know, on the 24th <laughs> or, you know, um, after midnight mass or, or whatever the case might yeah. be, yes, you know, let, let's let's ring the bells as mm-hmm. as uh, most of us are going to experience, uh, you know, at, at mass. Let's uh, you know burst those those lights on and yeah, and, and we'll real just, celebration. Yes. It's a real feast, everyone. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen. Yes. Uh, well, I, I want to talk about some things also that are uh, that are happening, uh, you know, within the GRN also. Uh, so most of you have probably already heard. Uh, that the GRN car raffle, uh, our annual car raffle, uh, has kicked off. Um, you know, we've got uh, car raffle tickets uh, that can be purchased by going to grnonline.com forward slash raffle. Uh, this year, it's a 2023 Mercedes-Benz <gasps> CLA 250. All right. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. And yes, sir. I'll be uh, my tickets. <laughs> yes, yeah, you're going to get them from me, not from the church. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Each ticket is only twenty five dollars. Okay, yes. uh, but um, if you you know if you pay uh, you know pay for a hundred dollars worth of tickets, you're going to get the fifth ticket free. free. Yeah. So uh, again, a uh, hundred bucks will get you five tickets. Uh, but if you just want to purchase an individual ticket, again, it only takes one. You know, it, the the drawing is going to be held uh, after the you know CDT hour. Uh, there on a Friday, February 24th. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think tickets are actually going to be on sale until the 20th or the 21st. I, I'm not, I got to double check that on, on the website. Uh, but again, you've got this opportunity to, to, have your name drawn for this mm-hmm. 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250. Um, and we have not just one, but the last two car raffle winners came from our South and Central Texas, uh, you know, listening area. Yay. So last year it was the Gonzalez family, you know, they're, uh, you know, parishioners, uh, they're, I believe, a uh, St. Or excuse me, uh, Our Lady of the Atonement. Uh, we the year before that we had Miss Jeannie uh, Knotts. Uh, you know she's a person I believe out there in uh, Saint Monica and uh, you know Universal City, if I'm not mistaken. Converse. 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 Yeah, that's me. my yeah. parish. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, just wonderful people, and it, it it always seems like it 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 works out the way it ought to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, both of these individuals, uh, you know, were were going through some things, um, and. The, the car, the vehicle that they, you know, that they won really turned out to be a true blessing, oh, uh, you know, for, for each of them. So, uh, I'm excited to, you know, to, to get this going. Mm-hmm. 
You can also stop by here at the uh, the, the local office, your local GRN office, um, and and pay us a visit and, and purchase those tickets. Uh, we're located over here on the um, you know outside Loop sixteen oh four, you know two buildings down from Paisanos on sixteen oh four. And you can also call uh, up here uh, or email me. Our phone number here at the office is two one zero five seven nine nine eight four four. Again, that's two ten. Five seven nine ninety eight forty four, uh, or you can uh, email me. My first name Sean S H A U N at g r n online dot com. So you're going to be hearing more about the you know this this car raffle. It really just is a, a wonderful way not to you know not just to support mm-hmm. uh, the mission of the Guadalupe Radio Network, uh, but to give yourself a chance to cruise into the new year in style. Yes. you know this is amazing. A chance to win a Mercedes Benz for as little as twenty five bucks. Amen. Wow. Yeah, I'm telling you, I thought about resigning just so I could play in this raffle because employees can't play. You know, oh. yeah. So employees and our family members they, they don't get to participate. Yes. Uh, but then I had to reconsider and thought, you know what? Nah, I just I'll offer it up. You know? But we Amen. can always give you a ride. That you can. can. <laughs> that you can. What else we got going on, Trish? Oh, we have the retreat to Bethlehem, folks. This is amazing. All right, let me let me give you my spiel first. Prepare your heart this Advent for the coming of our Savior. Come and retreat to Bethlehem at Sanctus Ranch. Bring your family to Sanctus Ranch Retreat Center in Pipe Creek, which is only 40 minutes northwest of San Antonio, for an inspiring evening as you retreat back in time and journey together on a walk through ancient Bethlehem in this most unique and memorable experience of preparing for the nativity of our Lord. This evening event, this is an evening event, mind you, will also include live actors, animals, live animals, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have some puppets, which is amazing, all right? <laughs> an inspiring concert event. Oh, the angelic voices of the Atonement Ca- Academy Choir yeah. uh, will be there. Let me rephrase that. The Atonement Academy Chamber Choir. Uh, reflection time and fellowship is also going to be included. All experiences and food costs are all experiences and food costs are included in your ticket, folks. Um, you want to go to to Bethlehem.com. Again, that's to Bethlehem.com. Dot org. Uh, is it dot org? Yeah. Okay. To Beth, excuse me, to Bethlehem.org. Thank you, Sean. Mm-hmm. And get your tickets because this is an amazing event, folks. Um, Sean and I actually got yeah. a chance to experience this event. Uh, on their opening night. That's right. And it, I, I was just blown away. It was amazing. The actors were wonderful. Um, they had so many different stations. Yeah. And it, the kids loved it. It really brought them, it's like they, they said it themselves. They wish they brought the gospels with them. Yeah. Because you could really feel, uh, the gospel stories going on as you walked through For each the station. Sta- yes. Yeah. Yes. And it was so beautiful that it was at night. Because you could really see it come alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to culminate that with the angelic voices ah, yes. of the Atonement Academy Chamber Choir. I had never heard them yeah. until that night. And I just wanted to sit there all night long. <laughs> no, you're right. And, and I got to tell you also, it was awesome being part of that uh, inaugural, um, mm-hmm. you know, group that went through. Right. Uh, you know, in talking to Dan, uh, he's tweaked it just a bit to even add even more, uh, you know, to, to this experience. But I had been putting it on Facebook that, you know, this really is an Advent event that yes. I would encourage everyone to participate in. Um, 
just uh, you know, again, out there in, in Pipe Creek, you're away from the lights mm-hmm. of the city. Uh, you're out there. It's beautiful. Um, I think, uh, what are some of the, you know, I know that you uh, had talked about and mentioned the uh, Atonement Academy Chamber Choir. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, that really was such an experience. And I, I had to tell my wife, I was like, look, as we were sitting there listening to, you know, some of the songs being sung, I said, look, you need to close your eyes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yep. because obviously, you know, we, we have these senses of ours, right? Uh, but the eyes could actually be almost a distraction because you want to look at all this, you know, all, you want to look at them, you want to look at things around the, you know, the, the, the room. But, you know, you shut that, you know, you shut mm-hmm. your eyes and it forces you to really hone in on the, the, the notes, on the voices, on the lyrics. Yes. Uh, oh, it was such yes. a, a beautiful experience. And uh, they sang in both English and Latin, which was so, so beautiful. Yeah, mm. so it, beautiful. it was uh, an amazing time. Uh, and actually, so we did the, you know, we, we did the inaugural event on the 10th. Mm-hmm. We're already a couple of, you know, we're right. already, rem- you know, uh, almost two weeks removed from the 10th. So they did one on the 10th, one Saturday, or excuse me, yeah, mm-hmm. Saturday on the 17th. There's only two remaining, uh, you know, Productions left uh, for for this thing, right? Uh, so the remaining two uh, productions are going to be on the twenty second, which mm-hmm. is a Thursday, mm-hmm. and the twenty third, which is a Friday. So you can register still uh, and sign up to uh, you know go to to Bethlehem mm-hmm. and look don't. You know, don't let the the cold weather don't you know any of that deter you. I mean, really use this as as a time to uh, you know do something different. Uh, we can. I mean, you still have the opportunity, yes, to go through your drive through Christmas lights and whatnot. I mean, that's yes. something that yeah. yeah a lot of people do also. But again, uh, to experience uh, you know that versus a live action like you're saying, you know, you've got uh, actors mm-hmm. uh, portraying different characters. Uh, you know, here uh, you've got the live uh, you know. Atonement Chamber Choir, um, beautiful Advent music to be sung. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually, you know, they actually have uh, what they had some food, some hot chocolate out there. They had delicious the fire, food, yeah, mind you. Yeah, it the fire really pits were good. going. You yeah. know, it was just an awesome event. Kids had popcorn, yes. which is their favorite. That's, well, popcorn's <laughs> my favorite too. You, you know, so uh, but yeah, so uh, I'd encourage all of you to to go to yes. to Bethlehem.org to to sign up for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got the. Sanctus Ranch is hosting their first ever Epiphany Benefit Dinner uh, on January 5th. So the eve of, of Epiphany, January 5th, 2023 at Holy Trinity uh, Banquet Hall. Uh, you can, you know, this event is free, okay? It's actually a wow. free event. Uh, it is a benefit dinner, uh, so an appeal will be made, but the, the event is free. If you want to learn more about the mission of, uh, you know, Sanctus Ranch and Spiritual Retreat Foundation, um, you know, you can RSVP and register at Sanctus ranch.com forward slash epiphany uh and for those of y'all that were you know really looking forward to this year's uh, live nativity, um, you know, stations, you know, live stations of the nativity, uh, that was to be taking place at Our Lady of Lords Grotto on December 23rd. Um, actually they had re- they had moved this event now, uh, to January 6th because of the inclement weather. Right. Uh, so again, if you were looking forward to, uh, going to, you know, the Lords Grotto, uh, and Tepeyac of, uh, San Antonio for the live stations of the nativity, uh, that, event has moved according to their website uh to you know january 6th due to inclement weather uh, and for more information on that you can contact juan carlos paz at the office uh there at uh, grotto at the grotto um or you can contact megan zirkel uh by emailing her at meg zirkel that's z-i-r-k-l-e at gmail 
Com. Uh, so with that, uh, that's a lot going on. Uh, thank you all so much for, for bearing through all that. Uh, again, <laughs> our, our job here is to ensure that you are aware of things going on uh, within the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts mm-hmm. of the Diocese of Austin. And uh, without delay, I want to go ahead and welcome our guest of the program, Deacon Mike Jenrish, all right, of uh, St. Mary Catholic Church there in Stockdale. How are you doing today, Deacon? I'm doing wonderful. If I was any better, I don't know. I'd probably work here permanently. <laughs> I, I will make that offer at a later date, okay, I Deacon? You, <laughs> you know, I want to start first, uh, Deacon, if you could. For all of us uh, you know, tuning in, for those tuning in right now who, who aren't aware of you, could you introduce yourself to our listeners? Tell us about uh, you know, maybe what you do, how long have you been a deacon, what led to you, uh, you, know, uh, you know, wanting to serve God and his people in that manner. Let's start there. Sure. Um, well, I'm married uh, for 40 years to my wife, Mitzi. Uh, we have two children, Megan and Marla, and all live in Stockdale. Uh, three wonderful grandchildren. They're married, and off we go to the races. Um, <laughs> um, what led me to become a deacon, I've been a deacon since May of 2019 over in uh, St. Anne and Catholic Church in Lavernium. Um, but really, I think it's, it's all about um, you know the, the service my wife and I were doing to the church, being involved in the parish life. Mm-hmm. You know, once you once you get involved, um, you know, it's just the love of Christ is draws you deeper and deeper into into serving others, and and uh, it is humbling because you know you're the guy that's actually teaching, um, and it it is it's it's important that you also know what you're talking about. So it it actually forces you to dig deeper as well, so you're well prepared. And if we know as we dig deeper, the Lord, um, you know, he, he's amazing. And so it just kind of draws you more into, into the faith. And, and really there wasn't really one thing I would think it's a combination of all of that, that, um, um, you know, Father Stan over in St. James and Seguin asked me to, to consider being a deacon. I turned him down four or five times. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was pretty young when he did. And so finally, you know, I just, I said, yes. And, and, the rest was history, and and then just this past year, I got moved to St. Mary's um, uh, when Deacon Ben uh, became uh, ill, and and then he retired, so they were without a deacon. And since you know my family and is pretty close, I I went ahead and and said yes. So, oh, well, we're grateful that you did, Deacon. Mm-hmm. Um, I would ask you also now the 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 diaconate right mm-hmm. and uh, your formation in the diaconate this is actually a, a program not just for you but also with your your wife is that right could you that, tell us more about that and how how was that you know how did Miss Mitzi um, you know take to you know having to go to classes with you and and what was that like because it, it's a commitment for the both of you right it is um, and we we knew about that uh, during the interview process um, and yes, and so yes, yeah, she attended class for five years. Uh, we we went to class, and toward the last year, they kind of said we were more into um, into the hard studies of, of of the actual rites and things like that. So the 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 wives didn't really have to show up as often as they they uh, were the first four years. But um, you know, they are by our side um, in this journey, and you know, they're the ones who give up quite much more than we do you know we're we're the ones that have to meet the schedules but they're the ones that are used to having us around the house they're the mm-hmm. ones that used to having us do this for them and that for them and uh we're not there and and they're they're really supportive of that um you know i do i have electrical contracting business with two wonderful partners and 
uh, I can fix everybody's stuff, and and yet my wife says, you know, when are you going to fix our, our yard light? When are you going to fix this? When you... And uh, you know, for her to be patient and understanding, you know, it, it really is humbling to to see her in action where she's ex- uh, showing some of the characteristics that I should be showing. So, yeah. uh, you know, very 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 important role that the wives play in, in terms of support and. Uh, keeping us motivated and keep us on track and that type, keeping us organized and um yeah they're they're amazing amen to that and uh you know if i could ask you also uh i saw pictures of you uh you know over the weekend on facebook uh performing a uh baptisms right, right. uh now i know uh with the deacons y'all do a lot of things in support of and in service of uh you know, you know the the pastor uh the church and such what are some of the 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 ones that really stand out to you the most some of the ways that you serve that really uh, impact you the most mm-hmm. I would say youth ministry probably is number one um, because they are they are our future mm-hmm. and and if they are not being well versed into the church um, then that's just going to pay big div- uh, or it's going to hurt us down the road so um, but marriage prep um, baptism classes the things that we do behind the scenes to prepare these people for these big events is so so important because I mean they they have to they have to know that the fruit um, that that God has intended to give us if we just are obedient and, and follow these well we'll be right back do you want to grow closer to God in prayer overcome temptation become a better Catholic grow in holiness in your state in life and just want to be a happier person Hi, this is Father Sam Medley from the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity, host of a weekly program, A Life Lived Joyfully, brought to you by the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join me on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays as we dive into the Catholic Daily Mass readings as the basis for this call to holiness, 3 p.m. Central and 4 p.m. Eastern. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. For some couples, praying together is very natural, but for others, prayer may feel awkward or forced. The truth is, there is real power in spouses praying together. So how can couples pray together more? You can begin by blessing each other and your children in the morning, or engage in communal prayer together like the rosary or the mass. You can also ask your spouse, how can you pray for them? Intercede for them and their needs throughout your day as you are driving or cleaning. When parents need guidance in making decisions for the family, this is when the two of you should come before the Lord in faith and ask for help. And when you fall and make poor choices, you should also repent together and ask the Lord for His forgiveness and mercy. Growing in your prayer life is an essential way to develop and deepen your relationship, but also a way for you to support your spouse and love them more profoundly. A threefold cord is not easily broken. To hear more, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Hi listeners, this is Sean. I'm excited to let you all know that the GRN Car Raffle is back. Your chance to win a 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250 is right now. Tickets are only $25 each or five tickets for $100. Don't miss out. Cruise into the new year in style. To purchase your raffle tickets, call 210-579-9844 or go to grnonline.com forward slash raffle. And welcome back, folks, to another episode of your live and local program in his vineyard, which can be heard 
every Monday at noon. I'm your host, Sean Rice, for the program, uh, joined by you know my wonderful co-host, uh, Miss Trish Lujan. And joining us in studio today is Deacon Mike Gendrish, Deacon at St. <laughs> Mary Catholic Church there in Stockdale, Texas. And my apologies, uh, you know, for that music cutting you off like that, Deacon. You know, there's just no mercy in radio. I tell you, <laughs> that's okay. I'm used to it. <laughs> the you congregation know, cuts me off when I preach too long, so I'm used to it. <laughs> you know, before we went to break, though, you were talking about uh, some of those things that uh, those highlights, you know, uh, of being a deacon, some mm-hmm. of the uh, in the ways that you serve. Uh, can you kind of pick up, uh, you know, from there? Sure. Um, you know, like we do marriage uh, marriage prep, some of us and baptism classes where we're actually preparing them for for the for the sacrament that they're about to receive. And there's so much um, that they need to know going into that what what God is waiting to give us in his form of his graces and, and the effects of these sacraments. And, and it's really important to point out to them, uh, what they can expect, uh, expectations, uh, uh, that type of thing. And, and what I find is that it, it really makes me understand our faith more and more mm-hmm. each and every time that I, that I hold these classes and that type of thing. So, um, there's just so much involved, but I'm, you know, I, I always ask my congregation is like, if if we don't do it, then who's going to do it? And I don't mean we as deacons, but, you know, I was a parishioner just like you guys sitting in the pews mm-hmm. watching these things going on, wondering, like, why do we have so many few priests anymore? And and why do we have to have a communion service because the priest couldn't show up? And and why, you know, do we only have one deacon? Yeah. And, and uh, it's it's us that are are called to to fill those gaps. And um, and so if um, if somebody sees us worthy enough to do it and ask us, I think um, we should at least consider it. Amen. Now, we were talking a little bit during the break about why you had four or five no's to your priest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to put you on the spot, no, but I am. okay. <laughs> can you explain what, what, why that came about? The, you know, and, and also, if you can go into what made you finally say yes? Well, um, I said no quite a few to Father Stan because, you know, he saw... Now, especially my wife and I involved with our, all of our helpers, assistants and confirmation, I think would, how we interacted with the kids and, and, um, how the relationships we were building in the faith and that type of thing. And knowing that we are not their parents, but they, they still relate to us and come to us and, uh, when they have questions or needs or, uh, or issues. And, um, and so he asked me, you know, you would, you would, you should consider being a deacon. And I said, why? I already do enough. You know, I have, a, I have a business. I have a family and, you know, I, I go to church and I, I do involved with the nights and this and that. And, and, um, and I said, I do enough, you know, and, and, and I, I don't think that I'm, I should do any, I don't need to do any more. And, um, and so this went on and on and on, but the whole time he planted that seed and, mm-hmm. and I could feel, I could feel that I was being drawn more and more towards the church and, and service and just because of, of the people, you know, and, and, and once you serve and, and you see that they're, they're really responding and, and they're becoming stronger and better Catholics and they're bringing other people, uh, you know, to the church. I'm thinking like, wow, you know, and then finally, I think, uh, before my dad passed, um, he, he had said, you know, uh, Father Eddie Bernal, which was, he's truly a, a true, true mentor of mine. Uh, God rest his soul. Um, he, he had said something and my dad said, you know what? You would make a good deacon. And, and I, I said, well, well, I don't know about that. And, and, uh, 
And so I, I considered that as uh, the one that really pushed me over the yeah. top. And then when Father Stan came back the fifth time and asked me, I said, okay. And he was like, he was more shocked than anybody that I said yes this time. He was ready for another no, but he didn't get it. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, Deacon Mike, I... I appreciate you know you you being candid about that because I think there's a lot of us uh, who sit in the pew on on Sundays and those of us that are are involved with different ministries and such uh, whether it be the the, the Knights of Columbus uh, parish councils and men's clubs I mean you name it and there's a lot of us that would say you know what I I do a lot already right I I do a lot um, you know what would be your your words of encouragement to you know to maybe do more because it, it almost seems like there could there's always more that can be done right I mean you just mentioned earlier uh, that it's it's those of us in the pews that that are going to be you know that are the ones you know kind of making those statements those comments quote you know maybe some of those complaints you know why why can't they do this or why is the parish not doing this but it the answer is us, right? That, I mean, that yeah, is the we, answer. Yeah, I mean, it's like we want everyone else uh, to, to to fix the problems, but really uh, the, the the fix and the solution to that is for our own involvement to do more. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's dead on, and, and I think on a larger scale, if you look at the problems that we're occurring in our nation and the world, it's simply because we're not doing anything about it. You yeah. know, we receive the gifts that God gives us to, uh, to take care of these types of things, but we'd rather let, well, somebody else can take care of it right. and somebody else can do it and that type of thing. And, um, but the very reason why we have these problems is because we don't have God at the very center of these, of, mm-hmm. of our issues and our government and our, and our lives. And, and therefore, uh, the evil one tends to take over. But, you know, that's the message I, uh, I give in, in the pulpit sometimes is that, um, you know, I, I always say, you know, I'm, I'm here and they say, Oh, well, thank you for coming, for volunteering to come to St. Mary's and stuff. I said, that's great. But, you know, something can happen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, who's going to take my place yeah. right now? We need to be looking within our own pews of who is going to step up in every role. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a complaint. Well, <laughs> well, let's go fix it yeah. and let's be a part of the, the solution, not a part of the problem. And, yeah. and that's why God empowered us with the, the graces that he gives us for us to use them properly. We were created for love and relationship. Yeah. Anything outside that, um, we were not designed to do. We're probably not going to do as perfect as we could. But if we are serving others with the love that Christ shows us, mm-hmm. wow. I mean, how can we mess that up? I mean, as he is our source of, it, it just is something that, and once you experience it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, and yeah. it draws you deeper, deeper into it. And so, that that's 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 uh, it's up to us to mm-hmm. to do something. We are the church. Mm-hmm. We are the body of Christ. Yeah, Amen. you know, Deacon Mike, you 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 hit it right there, and it just touched me really hard because, you know. We t- you talked about how passionate you are about the youth and you were working with confirmation. And when you talk about them, I could see the joy in your eyes light up, right? Right. And I can't help but think about the current statistics we have in the United States. The current divorce rate in the U.S. is 2.3 persons per 1,000 people. So I can, uh, you know, assume that a lot of the kids that you work with have, you know, come from broken families. Can you talk a little bit about that and how... Um, you see, we can move forward as a church to help these these children. Yeah, um, that that's a great question, and and I do incur that or incur that a lot. And and the thing is, is that we have to remember as humans, we're only we're only um, going to be as productive as the experiences that we have in our life. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of these kids are thinking that well, this is normal, and this is the way it's supposed to right. be. 
And as they grow older and they move into relationships like that, their expectation is that, well, if it doesn't work out, if I'm not getting everything I need out of this, then I can move on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so what they, what they truly, all of us desire is, is the truth. We, we desire peace. We, 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 uh, desire joy and we desire love the way that love, uh, was designed to be. And that's the way God loves because he is love. And so when they see other adults outside of their relation, their, their relatives, when they see other ones, um, being active in the church and, and seeing examples of the, the gospel that they hear on Sundays. I'm not saying perfectly, but they see examples of it. They begin to see that the gospel is coming to life and right. that, that maybe that I'm missing something. And so when we get them in an environment where we can talk to them about what God had in mind when he had mm-hmm. marriages and relationships, we can see where they've gone wrong and, and sometimes not keep those chains of destruction going, but actually fix them right there on, on their level and, and hopefully never having to have a, experience that again. Amen. Amen. You know, I want to, I want to talk about Advent now with you, Deacon. Um, you know, uh, having been, you grew up a, a cradle Catholic, cradle Catholic, right? Cradle Catholic. Uh, now you're, ser- you've served, now you're serving, uh, in, in the diaconate. Uh, what had, what's Advent been like for you? What were those Advent traditions that you had, uh, growing up and, you know, have you maybe taken some of those traditions and, uh, you know, kind of continued them on, uh, in your own family? Yep. Well, when I was a kid, I remember we used to make these little chains of construction paper with rings on it. Oh, and every yes. day, every day yes. we got closer, we tore yes. them off. That's right. And the whole idea was Santa's coming, you know, and Christmas is coming. And then my parents were, with their wisdom, started to intervene and say, you know what? There's more to Christmas about than than presents and things. Uh-huh. It's about it's about Jesus coming and that type of thing. So we could see that turn more into. Um, Doing things of service mm-hmm. for on those rings as we come. So those were the, where the advent calendar kind of came into. So, and my wife was, is real big about that, uh, with the kids when we were growing up. We would have the, the days of advent where we would actually, we incorporated it into our confirmation to our, our, our classes. We would create an advent calendar every year and everybody got to choose something. Wait, we're going to, we're going to read something out of the Bible one day or we're going to go, we're going to clean the house. And have dinner cooked before our parents get home, or we're going to go to a stranger and rake their leaves, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Go to the nursing home. All these types of things of love and service, building up into Christmas Day, and uh, so those are some of the traditions that that we continue to do. And of course, um, every Christmas morning before the kids open any present, they got to sing Happy Birthday to Jesus, and Amen. that was something that we yes. we still continue to do. They're thirty six years old, and they still <laughs> sing Happy Happy Birthday to Jesus, and. Um, but you know, Sean, and, uh, that's, that's really the, the thing about Advent for us is that we, we kind of learned over time that it's, it's really the story of Mary and Joseph traveling and knocking. Is there any room? Is there any room? Yes. You know, it's the same thing with us every Advent. Um, the same, the same thing is playing out. The story is playing out in our lives that what, do we have room in our hearts? And that's what Jesus is seeking. He's seeking a place to lay down and, and it's, it's in our hearts and the, the advent should be or could be a time where we do that self-reflection of, of how can I make room for Jesus or more room for Jesus in my heart that, that this world, my family, my community, my parish, they need a little bit more Jesus. We need a little, I need a little bit more Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so doing that self-reflection and, and by serving others, we're actually doing what Jesus did, and that's 
He went out and served. Remember, he came to serve, not to be served. And once we start doing things as Jesus does them, we'll, we'll see that light grow in our hearts. And, and I think that's what, to me, that's what Advent is all about, preparing our hearts uh, for a place for Jesus to be born, to, re- to be reborn into our hearts Amen. in a new level. That's beautiful. Yeah, you just reminded me. Um, we watch a lot of Venerable Fulton Sheen in our home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who doesn't love Venerable Fulton Sheen, right? And he said something very profound that he kind of reminded and touched me, touched on, which is, you know, our blessed Lord is the only one who was born to die while everybody else is born to live. And and that's something that we really, you know, we, we ponder upon uh, this season is that, Jesus is coming into in, in, into our. He humbled himself to come as we are, you know, and it's it's so beautiful, and I I, I love how the traditions that you just explained, mm-hmm. and and but there's so many traditions, right? So many. Which one is your favorite? Well, my favorite is definitely the the Advent calendar. Mm-hmm. It, it really is because again, it, it's not just it's not just oh somebody gives you a calendar, say hey we have these things to do. There's actually some thought required into it. And as you mentioned, um, you know, the, the sacrifice that Jesus, he came, he came, he came to die. Yeah. And we came to live. And so when we put something on a calendar, we're, we're giving some thought, maybe mm-hmm. some reflection saying, you know what? I could probably give up, um, a little bit of soda or a little bit of this, or maybe I don't have to eat an extravagant lunch, or maybe I'll give up a night of bowling or mm-hmm. whatever. I, but it, it's that sacrifice yes. that, that I'm giving. And then when I put it on there, I'm going to give up. And now I'm going to go to the nursing home. Um, you know, the nursing home is a place where when we used to take the confirmation kids, uh, a lot of the kids when we left were actually crying because they would ask me, uh, Mr. J, what, what would we, what do we do when we go in there? And I just tell him, just do what Jesus would do. Well, what would he do? I said, I don't know. I'm not Jesus. Just go in there and figure it out. So when they would, when they would go in there and, and these complete strangers, uh, elderly people were having issues. One wanted somebody to sing to them. One wanted somebody, I just need somebody to brush my hair. One had a jigsaw puzzle that was missing pieces and she was upset. She couldn't finish her puzzle. Mm-hmm. And so these kids just, just instinctively, knew what to do. They went and sat down, one sang, one brushed her hair, one yeah. one helped the lady with the puzzle and that type of thing. And and I just let them alone. And it was mm-hmm. beautiful to watch. And when we left, I they they were actually feeling the emotion of that. And that is amazing. And then the manager tells me they go back uh, a week later and they bring this lady a brand new um, puzzle, Aww. you know, with all the pieces and stuff Aww. like that. So, <laughs> so the, you know, to answer your question, um, you know, it, it's it's really about putting that thought into and into sacrificing something of yourself for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Exactly what our Lord did. Amen. Exactly what He did. We all know that He could have prevented that, mm-hmm. but He didn't right. out of love. And we all know that we can go probably hang out with our buddies or do something else, but we didn't um, just because we're trying to imitate our Lord. And that's a beautiful thing, especially when we see our youth do it. Yes. It plant that seed that will last forever. And I talk to them 10, 15 years down the road, and, and they're just still touched by that experience. What fruit is that going to pay in our lives? Only God knows. But at least we know it's there. 
Amen. Amen. You know, uh, and as we start wrapping up, of course, you know, the, the season of Advent, I mean, we're talking about, you know, just next Sunday uh, is Christmas Day. Yes. Right? It it's, it's Christmas Day, uh, you know, coming up, uh, you know, next Sunday. Um, you know, I want, want to ask you, you know, Deacon, uh, obviously, you know, one of the biggest traditions, uh, you know, with, with Christmas uh, is the exchanging of gifts and such. But, you know, you and I were speaking, uh, I think it was, you know, Friday uh, in one of the homilies that, that you were, uh, that you presented and you gave uh, and you you said something that really uh you know kind of you know it, it really you know perked my 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 ears up a little bit and you talked about how you know how with these gifts that we receive at, at Christmas time uh, th- these are gifts that most of us won't remember a year from now maybe even a week from now or, or whatever the case might be uh, but you, you talked about you know those gifts um, you know that that remain right I mean we're called in the gospel to store up treasures in heaven could you talk to us about mm. those gifts sure I um, I asked the in my homily, I asked the congregation, I said, uh, who can tell me what they got for Christmas 10 years ago? Mm. One thing. And everybody started giggling. And I was like, okay, how about five? <laughs> Nobody. Uh, not even a year ago. And it, and it's really profound if you think about um, why we will receive a gift. Are we really programmed to receive and not appreciate the gift that we got? And do we receive that gift and not consider who gave it to us? What sacrifice did they make when they gave it mm-hmm. to us? And what is the purpose of that gift they gave us? And, and if we think about all those things, those gifts would remain a lot, uh, remind, remain around us a lot longer than mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. And it's real easy to parallel that with the gift that God gave us, the gift of his son. Um, why did he give us that gift? What do we do with it? Do we remember what we did with that gift 10 years ago? He gave us the same gift every year. Mm-hmm. And that's Advent to me as a reminder of God re-gifting this gift that he gives to us every year for hopefully that maybe this year we'll be able to use it in a better way that it was designed to be used. Um, when we do that, then all of a sudden the world opens up for our potential of how we can, how we can re- repay God and appreciate the gift that he gave us. Because really, at the end of the day, we are here um, to be the hands and the ears and the eyes of God. And if we're not doing that, then who will? And if and if we're not doing that, we're basically getting this gift we get and we're putting in the closet and forgetting mm-hmm. about, I don't remember what, what he gave us, you know, because I'm not using it to the way it was designed to be used. And I think that's so profound. And if we can all just do a little bit more of that, mm-hmm. every Christmas can be extremely special. And we can build on it. Amen. Amen. Well, Sean just gave me a pointer saying, it's your turn to ask him a question. I'm going to ask <laughs> you the question. What advice would you give my good friend here, Sean, to become a deacon? <laughs> oh, well, first of all, first of all, pray about it. Um, that's for sure. Pray Amen. about it. Um, because um, th- that's what I did. I prayed a lot about it. Um, and then and then really look for, look for God working in your life because he's there. But until you're more aware of the, 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 the way that he interacts within your life, he'll be tugging on your strings and saying, you know, mm-hmm. you can, you can help me my, more by being a deacon in this capacity and that type of thing. And, but really pray about it and, and, um, you know, talk to your wife about it and things like that. And, and again, plant the seed as Father Stan did to me. 
five years before, five times before, yeah. I said yes. He really planted the seed. And once the seed, um, and we all know the parable of the mustard seed, you Amen. know, it's going to grow. And we just have to make sure that we, we feed it with the, the proper nutrition, the fertilized, which is the prayer, um, receiving the Holy Communion and that type of thing. And, and then really going out and, and as deacons would say at the end of the Mass, the Mass is then to go in peace, glorifying the Lord with your life. Well, if you're living out the gospel, um, Jesus will tell you what to do. Amen. Amen. Uh, with just a couple of minutes, uh, well, just a few more minutes left uh, in the conversation, I want to ask you, Deacon. Uh, so as we start really, you know, counting down the days now I- until Christmas, as this Advent season, uh, you know, comes to a close and we, uh, and we begin and kick off the, the Christmas season and the Christmas celebration, uh, what are some practical ways that you would give uh, to folks that maybe feel like they just didn't get, um, you know, a, a whole lot out of this Advent season, or maybe they, they want to make that turn and kind of like at, at Easter uh, or before Easter when we make that final push? I mean, what are some practical ways that we can really maximize what's left of our time of of preparation, Deacon. Well, we're all used to um, waiting, procrastinating, and yes. um, and one thing is, I, I would say, is that um, really, really go go to mass, uh, maybe experience a mass, maybe at a different parish or something, or or, or step out of your your norm and and, and go try something. Um, there are some parishes around that do some amazing things mm-hmm. uh, during Advent season. Uh, maybe uh, look around for an Advent mission. I just did a three-day Advent mission at St. James uh, for Father Stan, of course. Mm-hmm. He's still he's still coming after me, but <laughs> but uh, just to go and experience different things. And and all we're looking for is is in, in my case was just that spark to to say, you know what? That's exactly what I'm missing. Um, maybe, maybe experience something of, of service that, that, um, that you've been lacking in your life. Uh, possibly asking, going to your parents and saying, look, do we have anything going on with a nursing home or, or, um, a, a, a luncheon for widows or, or things like that and get involved, um, with this service and, and, and actually feel, um, God's love being played out through you for somebody else. Um, uh, but of course, prayer, um, I can't, can never discount the power of prayer. Um, you know, praying, praying for, um, for a sign that maybe we can do something a little stronger in our life and have come to appreciate the gift that God has given us and, in Jesus. And if, and of course, when we go through Lent and we, we experience the passion of our Lord, um, all of a sudden for me, uh, there's a new meaning to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I see at the end, um, then I'll begin to, I'll begin to appreciate the beginning a little bit more. Amen. Wow, you know, uh, I want to I want to ask you also, Deacon Mike, um, and this is something that that have re- you know recently I, I've I've started to do. Um, of course, when we when I, when we pray our Rosary, um, you know the the mysteries that come to mind, especially for this time of year, uh, would be the the joyful mysteries. Uh, you know, you have the the first joyful mystery, the Annunciation of the angel, to, uh, you know, Gabriel to to Mary, uh, and the second one. Uh, the second mystery, you have the visitation of Elizabeth, um, or excuse me, the you know visitation of Mary to Elizabeth. Uh, the third one is the, the birth the, of Christ. Is, yeah, the the nativity itself, uh, and such. You know, as we as we move closer and closer to, to Christmas, are there scenes from the the nativity narrative, uh, or you know these scenes from the gospel that really stand out to you the most? And you know, can you share that with us? Sure, I think one of the ones that really sticks out to me that. As a cradle Catholic, I didn't know. And guess what? I learned it here on 89.7 <laughs> many, year, many years ago. And that is, that is the definition of a manger, mm-hmm. a food trough. 
Jesus, our Lord, was born and laid in a food trough. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not powerful for you and I, knowing that what we know about uh, the sacrament of Holy Holy Eucharist. Jesus came to feed us Mm -hmm. so that we can get through the darkness of this life and avoid the temptations of sin. Mm -hmm. And and to feed us and give us the strength that, you know, we are blessed with children and grandchildren that we can be the ones that lead them uh, to the right, um, to the right place, to the right person. When we think about the wedding of Cana um, and Mary, you know, she, she knew exactly what to do. She saw the need. She saw the need at the wedding. You know, they're out of wine. They have no wine. And it was like, Jesus said, well, what does this have to do with you and I? <laughs> but Mary, she went to the right person. Yes. You know, she went, she went to Jesus. Yeah. And then Jesus, of course, she just said, you know what? She persisted and persisted in their prayer. And then she told, uh, Jesus said, just, he said, do whatever, she said, do whatever he tells you to do. And Jesus said, fill them up to the brim. <laughs> yeah. So she persisted and, and then they, they were obedient. I mean, Mary, you know, there's so many examples of, of the nativity. Uh, Mary's obedience led us to that, but really the one is the, the food trough. Um, wow, the manger. Jesus through the Eucharist continues to feed us for over 2000 years. And, um, wow, that, that's powerful. Never would have ever, ever knew that until I heard it over on the radio <laughs> station. But, but yeah, those scenes, you know, uh, um, there's others that are, quite profound in my life, but I think those two really stand out to me. Um, you know, Mary's obedience and of course being born in a, you know, it, it kept turning him away, turning him away. Kind of like I do sometimes, uh, when I know the right thing to do is, is do one thing, but I, I choose because of selfishness or greed to do mm-hmm. something else. And I basically turn Mary and Joseph away that not, not today. I don't think you should lay your son in my heart today. Uh, maybe tomorrow. Um, and those are the things that really stick out to me. You know, it's been such a pleasure having you join us today, Deacon Mike. And before the music cuts you off uh, this <laughs> go around, uh, would you leave us uh, and everyone tuning in uh, with your blessing? Sure. Um, let us pray, oh, Heavenly Father, that uh, this Advent season that we are able to remove some of the things from our hearts and allow more room, more space for your son to lie and, and reside in our hearts so that we can do your work and your will. I just ask that the blessing come upon you this Christmas season in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you, Deacon Mike, again for, for joining us uh, today. Uh, and folks, uh, again, as we start, you know, uh, start making that that last push toward toward the end of the uh, the Advent season, mm-hmm. uh, like Deacon was talking about, you know, maybe take these next cup next few days uh, and and start committing to maybe getting to to a daily mass. You know, making an extra hour, uh, you know, there uh, before our Lord. And, and the Holy Eucharist at, at a holy hour some someplace. Uh, and one thing that we didn't get a chance to talk about is, you know, see if there's, you know, a, a parish uh, or Advent, you know, penance service that's going on and really, you know, clean your home, clean your house, uh, you know, the your interior uh, to be able to receive the Lord uh, in, in such a, a, a in such a state uh, that would, you know, again, uh, be that place, that throne uh, for, for him to dwell. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts on today's uh, program, oh, Trish? Oh, love Deacon Mike. I love it when he, he should, you should come back every Monday now. <laughs> oh, dear. <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And you know, the, it's really awesome advice that you give to go to a different parish 
because I think we, you know, we're so, uh, you know, accustomed to going to our own parish yeah. that it's going to ignite something in our senses to go to a different exactly. one. Exactly. So, and, and thank you listeners. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. Be sure to stay tuned to the GRN or join our GRN South and Central Texas Facebook group to get information on the many events happening within our listening areas. That's right. So until next time, let's all continue to labor with love joy and zeal in our heart in in his his vineyard. vineyard. Have a blessed Christmas celebration in the company of loved ones. God bless all of you and we'll be back on January 6th. (laughs) We'll we'll see you next year, folks. God bless (laughs) y'all. Holy raffle, Batman! The GRN is raffling off a Mercedes-Benz CLA 250C. If we win, that could be our new Batmobile. Great idea, Robin. Uh, How do we get tickets? Easy, Batman. Just go to grnonline.com or call 888-784-3476. Tickets are $25 for one or $100 for five. I knew you were good for something. Quick, hand me my bat phone. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to thank Danny Petrie and Hartime Petrie and Company CPAs for their support of this year's Bishop John W. Yanta Memorial Hunt. Hartime Petrie and Company serves San Antonio and the surrounding areas. For more information or to call and thank them, you can reach Danny at 210-496-2215. Thank you, Danny Petrie and Hartime Petrie and Company for your support of KJMA on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Which of these is the most difficult for you to objectively believe? Jonah lived in a whale? Moses heard God's voice in a bush? Peter's authoritative declarations would be backed by heaven? Or that Daniel survived the flames of fire? Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, the results. Most difficult was Jonah, then Daniel, then Moses. The easiest was Peter receiving authority to grant forgiveness. Secondly, the early church was tough. You see, that authority granted to Peter could put one out of the church due to sin, and that same authority was installed to bring one back into the church through personal confession. We understand that reconciliation with the church is inseparable from reconciliation with God. And thirdly, our Bibles are filled with promises, but this promise was to Peter, the apostles, and the generational successors of Peter known as the Catholic bishops. So here's an idea. Take a drive down your street, look up at a Catholic church, and just know this for a fact. That priest inside that church was ordained straight down through the lineage of St. Peter. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Streaming to the world at grnonline.com and on your FM dial at 89.7, where KJMA, Floresville, San Antonio. All Catholic, all the time.